a head scratcher there. I mean, eight and a half. This team is good. This defense is great. It's just all about the quarterback. Who's going to play? Is it going to be Max Johnson, the LSU transfer, uh, stepping in, or is it going to be Haynes King, the sophomore who did not really get a chance to showcase his talent? Yeah, he broke his foot in the first yeah. quarter of the second game last year. So yeah, he, so. he just didn't get the, the, the intel from camp. What from what I know. If I was placing money on it, I'd say Haynes King starts against Sam Houston State, the Bearcats, week one. And I'm really rooting for Sam Houston State to win that game and for none other than my boy Trey Peckall's reaction. Um, but I would bet it's going to be Haynes King. And it's that. And if it is Haynes King, it's a little unknown there because, like we just said, we he didn't really get a chance last year. We don't really know what he can do. Whereas Max Johnson is Max Johnson. Do we think he's a – great quarterback no but we know what he is and we, he's a good quarterback so and we and we feel like we know what he is so that's the interesting part here with eight and a half because it's you like the rest of the roster they brought in number one receiver in the country evan stewart they brought in some great offensive line recruits the defensive line recruits they brought in are monsters they're really good at linebacker really good in the back end in the secondary who's going to be the court devon ha now running back he i mean he's probably gonna be their best player on offense He's pretty nice. Who is who, who's who's going to be the guy at quarterback? And more importantly, how do they play? I mean, it don't matter who the guy is; they don't play all that well. Yeah, and and you look at the schedule, like you said, Sam Houston to kick off Week One, Appalachian State to the U. Don't sleep on the U. Van Dyke, quarterback, he's getting his full 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 season. Uh, so that's going to be a great matchup at Kyle Field, Arkansas, and then you know the rest of the SEC guys that come along and. Uh, so, so Rob, is we get in, I, I have no idea. I know where I stand, obviously. I have no idea where you stand. Eight and a half, over or under? I'm going over. I think they, okay. this team can win ten games. I think this team can win ten games for the season. Okay, um, so keep going. Who are the ten, you may ask? You know I'm a run-down and schedule type of guy. Uh, win against Sam, win against Appalachian State. Um, I think they beat the U. I think. I think they beat the U. I think more. I might be at that game. We'll come back to that in a couple of weeks, though. Yeah, and Kyle Field, it's you've been there before. It's a ruckus crowd. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's why I might be there because I, I love going to Kyle Field. I think their first loss. I think they can get past Arkansas. Arkansas lost Trey Burks. Uh, they lost some talent. Uh, Mississippi State. Uh, Mike Leach. You can never count him out, but I think they are better. Here, so let's do this with A and M. Okay. Who are the, you said ten wins? Who are the two losses? I'm I'm assuming Bama, of course. Okay, and who's the second loss? I'm gonna go at Auburn. At Auburn, okay. Okay. So, I don't disagree with you on Texas A&M. I believe they can win ten games. So I don't disagree with you. I'm taking the under. Here's why: in a seven-week stretch. They have to play these six games, Miami at home, Arkansas at a neutral site, at Mississippi State, a Mississippi State team they lost to last year, at Alabama, they have a bye week, at South Carolina, that's three straight SEC road games, preceded by a neutral site SEC road game, and then Ole Miss at home to end that stretch. So in a seven-week stretch, they, they, they bookend it with two home games, front end and back end, in the middle they don't play at home one time, and it's against Arkansas, who... I personally believe Arkansas is a top 10 team in the country this year. 
just if there's one team where I'm like they're really underrated, it's Arkansas. I think Arkansas is really, really good. I know they lost Traylon Burks, but KJ Jefferson's back. The running backs are back. Malik Hornsby, guy who you know Houston area guy. Watch out for him in that offense this year. Uh, they lost Mississippi State last year. I don't think anyone's beaten Alabama this year. They got to go to South Carolina and an Ole Miss team that beat them last year. They're going to be lucky to get out of that stretch four and two. I think they're going to go. I I. I mean, I think it's a lot more likely they go two and four in that stretch than four and two, if I'm being quite honest with you there. I think they'll beat Miami. I don't think they'll beat Arkansas. I don't think they'll beat Alabama. And then they have to go at South Carolina, at Mississippi State, at Auburn. They got to play Florida, LSU, Ole Miss. I mean, for them to I, – I, Alabama and Arkansas are losing those two games. I mean, they got to go against Miami, uh, against Miami, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Ole Miss, Florida, Auburn, LSU – they can't lose more than one of those games. I don't think that's happening. Eight and four for the Aggies this year. Not what A and M fans want to hear. I get the excitement. I like the direction of the program under Jimbo Fisher. Uh-huh. The schedule is just brutal, especially there in the middle of that seven week stretch. I'm going under eight and a half for the Aggies. As crazy as it seems, because uh, they're in everybody's preseason top ten. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, we're not going to go through all these teams. Probably just through the main teams that you might have your eyes on. So let's. Uh, this is a big question mark. We're gonna go to Austin. We're gonna leave College Station, Texas, to go to Austin. So we're gonna talk about the Longhorns sitting let's, at again eight and a half. Let's talk about the Longhorns. I'm, I'm, I'm and you talk. I mean, it's the biggest season in football history. I like the Longhorns. Don't I mean Quinn Ewers coming in? He's been named the starter year two for Steve Sarkeesian. Talk about a guy who's gonna win a little bit this year. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a big year down in Austin. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is because it's it's a make or break it type year for us. Uh, I think Sarkeesian has at least two more years to get it together. Two or three. More I mean, years. I mean, bar unless they go like three and nine, which I don't think. Yeah, they're not gonna go that bad. Then I mean, unless it's like just something like tragic, then I I mean I don't see him getting fired at the end of the year. But you gotta show progress. You gotta show growth. You do gotta show. Tom Herman in year two won the Sugar Bowl. I just want to put that out there. He did. Tom Herman in year two won the Sugar Bowl. Now, you know, it took a dive after that, but he didn't win the Sugar Bowl in year two. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, once again, uh, a question with the UT Longhorns about the quarterback position. Well, any question anymore? Oh, is it Quinn? It, it, they named Quinn the starter. Yeah, transfer from Ohio State. A Texas boy. A Texas boy. Let's get that out of the way. And, uh, so, I mean, he's going to he's gonna get a chance to start. Uh, sorry for Hudson Card. I mean, once again, he just got the got the <laughs> well gave a salute, so that means he's going into the transfer portal. <laughs> this upcoming season. I mean, I, I mean, Quinn Ewers this year, Arch Manning coming in next recruiting class. Yeah, I think oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think time for Hudson Card to find another uh, find another home if he wants to get on the field. Uh, this offense is centered around number five, B. John Robinson, uh, Lamborghini NIL money getting young man. Uh, so, uh, I mean, he's an incredible. He can catch out the backfield. He can run through the tackle. He can do a lot of things uh, through through Christ. Okay, is is he a top five player in college football this year? I think he is. I think he most certainly is. Like I said. So I think the, the Bama duo of Will Anderson and Bryce Young, I, I would say they're one, two. They're but one or you want to put them in, you can put them whatever. I would put Will Anderson one. But I, those are the top two. I, Jackson Smith and Jig was in my top five. Other than those three, I think Bijan's probably number four. Yeah, I, I can agree. It's not about that Texans defense, though. 
I mean, that pass defense really suffered last year. Well, they, they brought in uh, Gary Patterson as a consultant to the defensive staff, help, uh, <laughs> help out Pete Kwiatkowski over there. So he put down his guitar for his album and joined the Texas D. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, Gary Patterson is a defensive guru coming from TCU, uh, his days there. So, but uh, this guy, like, Texas is a. Texas is the type of team where you like, okay, they can win this game. They can really win this game. And then they go out there, and then they just lose. They look bad. Um, everybody's circling September 10th, Alabama versus UT in Austin. I'm pretty sure college – oh, that's an 11 o'clock kickoff. So that, that's the big noon kickoff for Fox. That's the big noon kickoff so for Fox. That, yeah, that's, that, yeah. that's a big noon kickoff. So. Outside chance, I'm at that game as well. We're uh, we're gonna be racking. We might be racking up some United Airlines points this year. So okay. give me a holler. Ain't number two and a half. I was down. I can I can make the trip. Just give me a holler. Uh, me and my homeboy were actually talking about uh, Alabama and UT. Uh, that's a big matchup. And then you look at the rest of the non-conference Monroe UT UTSA. We're gonna get to them. They they have a tough stretch coming out the gate. Uh, but you know, it's kind of just. Up in the air with UT, you don't know where they stand, how their defense will cooperate. You're going to uh, Lubbock to play Texas Tech, that high-rate offense. Uh, so, West Virginia, at, you get them at home, but that's JT Daniels, West Virginia. You know, three schools in four years for JT Daniels. How will he look against UT? Uh, then you got the uh, game. I'm pretty sure you're going to be at the – Stay fair. Again. I can't. I can't be at that game this year. Believe <laughs> me, I've tried to do all the gymnastics I can. I cannot be at that game this year. But um, yeah, you I, 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 I wish I was going back, but I can't. I can't go to Texas OU this year. Gotcha. But, but I mean, it, I mean, yeah. I throw you. I, Iowa State was a really good team at Oklahoma State, where they never went in Stillwater. At Little Manhattan and Kansas State with Chris Kleiman. TCU comes there. They beat TCU last year. At Kansas, I mean, gosh, it, Texas hasn't beaten Kansas in like four years. Yeah. End season with defending Big 12 champion Baylor. I mean, that's – it's – I mean, here's all I'll say about the Big 12. Uh-huh. Are they what the SEC or Big 10 is at the top? No. But in the middle of the Big 12 is as competitive as any league in the country. I mean, the middle of the Big 12, you get like three through eight or nine in that conference, uh-huh. as competitive as any league in the country. I think you look at Texas outside of the two non-conference games, UL Monroe and UTSA. Everything else, it's like, okay, I mean, or Kansas. I mean, they absolutely got to be Kansas this year. Good lord! But it's like, yeah, I mean, they'll be favored against Texas Tech and West Virginia. They'll be favored against Kansas State, TCU. But those aren't guaranteed wins. It's not like looking at A and M schedule. Are we looking at it a minute ago? It's like, okay, Sam Houston Apple State. They won't beat those teams. I feel really good about uh, about them, you know, you, UMass. I feel really good about them at home against Florida and rebuilding Billy Napier. Um, there's teams that feel really good about them, about it still in the SEC. And also A&M's got four non-conference games. Texas only got three. Um, but outside of, you know, at Kansas and UL Monroe and UTSA, where are the guaranteed wins on the Longhorn schedule? Yeah, that that's the question. That's why I'm like. It, so, it's, I mean, eight and a half, Robbie. You got, we, I'm we, under. I'm under. You're under? I'm under. I'm, I'm under as well. I mean, it's they're losing to Bama. We, I mean, I think this is. I think this year's Bama team is going to be an all-time Bama team. Um, this is probably about as much as we're talking about Bama all year. I think it's an all-time Bama team uh, that's taking the field this year, especially early in the season. I don't think Texas winning that game. 
road trips Texas Tech, neutral side against Oklahoma, road trips Oklahoma State, Kansas State. I mean, it's a there's not a whole lot of guaranteed wins on this schedule. Um, and I think Sark, the program is still he took over a mess. And yeah. I think Sark, I like I Sark is moving in the right direction, I believe. But I don't know if we'll quite see the fruits of that labor this year. Um, there's, I mean, on the offensive line, we're going to be starting two freshmen week one. It'll be a young offensive line. Quinn Ewers, great talent, not an overly mobile guy. Don't like him behind a, a so-so offensive line. Um, there's some really good defenses in the Big 12. Um, o- Oklahoma br- brings in Brent Venables, head coach. Oklahoma State's last five years were one of the best defenses. Dave Aranda and Baylor are outstanding defensively. Even Kansas State. Good defensively. Iowa State with uh, Matt Campbell, another really good defensive team. With a subpar Texas offensive line, I, I don't know how many of those games they can win. I'm yeah. under eight and a half. If I sound sad, it's because I'm a Longhorn fan. It sucks. <laughs> but I'm under, I'm under eight and a half. So we went from College Station. We went up 290. And then I don't know what that freeway is to get to Austin. But uh, now we're going to go right back down to 290 from Austin all the way to H-Town. And we're going to ch- cover the good UH, I mean the good Houston team. Yeah, I've got to work on my segues. Um, Houston with the highest win total, nine and a half. That's, um, oof. That's I will a go first. I will say under. I was asked while I was in Vegas. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm shocked. I will go under. Um, I'm shocked. Our resident, no, I mean, we're both from Houston, but you're a little more, home, home, you're a little more of a homer than I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm shocked. Okay, I, I got to hear this. Let's go. I was asked uh, in Vegas last Friday, a uh, good friend of the company I work for, uh, Rob Vino. He said, hey, he said, Robert, tell me about because they sound good. Like, everybody's really high on them. Dana Hogerson, uh like, yeah, they got Clay Toon back for his sixth or seventh year. And then they have Tank Dell, the amazing wideout. They got some guys on defense that can get at them, but I'm looking at this schedule. The first game is at UTSA in San Antonio. UTSA is riding off a high. That team, made, that team only won three games prior to their last season. In two, they only won like three or four games in two years. They were awful. I mean, yeah, they. This, this is as good a position as the UTSA program. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Has been in ever, probably ever. And so, I mean, they start UTSA, then you're on the road again. You're going to Lubbock to play Texas Tech. Last time you played Texas Tech, it was seventy-seven points in the first half. It was a high-scoring affair. So. I don't think they have enough on the defensive side to keep up with Tech. I say one and one. Then Kansas, that probably that's a that's an easy win. That's a that's a safe easy win. If you you're back home, the crowd is back. All the all the people, all the Cougars in the stands at TDECU. Rice, okay, yeah, that's that's a mud walk. But the the conference itself. Look look at the road trips in conference play. At Memphis, at, at, Memphis, Navy, at, Navy, at SMU, at, at East SMU. Carolina. At East Carolina. If they could flip their home and road schedule, I'd like their number a little bit better. <laughs> but that's a brutal road schedule. Yeah, it is a brutal road. That, I mean, Memphis is Memphis has taken a step back, but they're still Memphis. Um, SMU, 
pretty good. I think Tanner Mordecai came back. I think he, I think he came. I, um, I think I'm not sure. I will double check. I think he came back. I think he came back for another year. No, he didn't. Oh, yes, he did. So, I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough schedule, man. I, I I give them eight wins in total. I can't give them the ten. I can't give them the ten for the big three because that's that's just a tough. It's a tough, like you said, it's a tough road schedule, but the beginning of that season is going to have pressure. Even though UH always starts the season on the road, most likely against a tough team like a Arizona, like a UTSA. So they never start at TBCU anyway. But it's going to be a tough schedule. Who wants to play outside in Houston in September anyway? Well, they're playing in the Alamo, though. I guess that's better. Well, I'm saying if they had to play at TD. Yeah, TDCU, it would be yeah. high. Yeah, okay, so I'm I'm with you on the under. I'm shocked you went under, and it's because of the road schedule. And I'm a bit I'm a, I'm a big schedule guy going year to year. Like for example, I think A and M might be a top ten team talent wise in the country. I think their schedule's brutal, so I have them under. UT, I do think they're talented, but got some questions there. Plus, the schedule ain't great. The road schedule for U of H this year is brutal. Their six road games are brutal. Um, I think, you know, I think they go undefeated at home. I think they beat Kansas Rice, Tulane, South Florida, Temple, or Tulsa. I think they go undefeated at home. Uh-huh. I, I think they go undefeated at home. I don't think they're going 4-2 on the road. I don't okay. think they're going 4 And these, just so everyone knows, these are regular season win totals if you're kind of new to this sort of thing. Uh-huh. These are regular season win totals, so no conference championship game, no bowl game, none of that stuff. Regular season, so U of H I go 10-2 to hit this. I mean, do you think they're going to go? I mean, better than 3-3? Three and three? At UTSA, at Texas Tech, at Memphis, at Navy, at East Carolina, at SMU, probably not. Probably not, yeah. Pro- pro- probably not. And I think Houston, Dana Holgerson's got him going in the right direction. Clayton Toon comes back for his 15th year of college football, but it's not. It, it's such a tough road. It's t- such a tough road schedule. And also, I mean, like, look at this stretch. Starting, you know, starting October 7th at Memphis, by week at Navy, UCF, at SMU. I mean that's that's not easy. It's not it's not an easy stretch. I mean I'll probably lose two games alone just there, just in that yeah. stretch. And I don't think they're gonna win at Texas Tech. I don't think they're gonna go Lubbock and win. So give me I mean give me the under on U of H. Gosh, we're such downers. We've gone under a lot. Let's uh, let's talk about some positive things, Rob. I wanna go I wanna go up, I don't know what highway we're going up here. I wanna go to Waco. Then you go 45, and then you go somewhere else after that. Uh, <laughs> 45 to a different highway. I know 45 because I go to Huntsville. Um, but we're, let's go to Waco. The defending Big 12 champion, Baylor Bears, Rob. Defending Big 12 champion, Baylor Bears. Seven and a half? Am I reading that right, first off? You are. Seven and a half for the defending Big 12 champion and Sugar Bowl champion, Baylor Bears, seven and a half. Rob is, I mean, preseason 10th ranked team in the country, seven and a half. I mean, what? I think you can kind of tell where I'm going. Do you Do you think that's low? I do. <laughs> it's eight and a half. They yeah. won five games last year. Baylor won 11. Yeah, that is true. It is true. Uh, this Baylor is a great running game. Great defense. Uh, got a transfer, Luke Anthony. 
Louisiana Tech people, please stand up because he is in the running uh, for for quarterback. Uh, oh, he played with Christian as well. Wow. So uh, keep your eyes on Cameron Jones. Cameron Jones, too. I heard some great things about him out of Pearland, Texas. Shadow Creek High School uh, playmaker. Um, yeah, I, I love their schedule. We're just focused. I mean, Albany. You kick out the season against Albany, and they, you know they're gonna stop down. BYU. Wow, BYU, and you're playing them in Provo. Yeah, they have to go to BYU. So that I mean, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I. I like I said, it's great defense. They got road trips to Iowa State and West Virginia and Texas Tech and Oklahoma and Texas in the year. They are going to run a lot. They're going to run a lot, yeah. I get it. Dave Aranda has shown he's an elite coach, though. Yes. To say they're, they're putting at seven and a half, this team ain't, this team ain't going seven and five, Rob. <laughs> nah, nah. They're not going seven and five. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll see this. They'll sleepwalk their way to eight wins. Oh yeah, most, most I know definitely. they lost a lot. I know Jerry Bohannon is gone, and I and I know Thor. I know Thornton got picked by the Patriots. JT Woods in the NFL now. This is a really good, good team with an elite head coach, and the over under is eight and a half. Like they're freaking Kansas seven and eight. A half. Oh, like, yeah, seven and a half. Seven and or half. seven and a half. I mean. Yeah, so. Seven and a half, like they're freaking some middle of the road ACC team. Like, no, this is a really good football team. It, it definitely three is. Three top ten teams last year, Rob. Yeah, three top ten teams, and it's not a fluke. I think no. that's the problem. It's not a fluke. Like I said, they had a great running game. They had great defense. They had a great game manager at quarterback with Ball Hannon. And uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think this team is better than what the, the naysayers or the, the sports books are saying that this Baylor uh, team can't win more than eight games. Oh, my bad. They beat two top ten teams last year, not three. My apologies. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's a showdown. I, I, I like Baylor. I'm going positive. I said they get over I, seven. I'm saying, I'm saying they go over by week. Oh yeah, seven and a half. They're gonna be over by like week ten. Okay. They'll be over. Here we actually. Here we go. They'll be over before the month of November. Okay, I respect that. They'll be over for the month of November. Okay. Okay, I like that. Oh wait, no, wait, no, no. They'll be over before November tenth. There we go. That's my seven and a half. What is Dave Randing gonna have a stroke between now and the start of the season? We're gonna wrap up the win totals. Uh, so let me see because this is gonna be. Let me see. Let me see. Is I, I want to talk about. Who we want to talk about? I want to talk about Texas Tech. Texas Tech. New head coach. Joey McGuire. New head coach. Let's talk about Texas Tech. We're going to do one more for the over-under. Let's talk about Texas Tech. You know, this, like I said, this team, every year, they have such great expectations. And it's like, they're just in the middle. Like, you're not too high on them. You're not too low on them. Like, they're, to me, Every year for Texas Tech, they're just in the middle. Like, this is okay. Maybe maybe this is the year they'll, they'll make a bowl game. 
at least they'll make a bowl game, and, and they showed out last year in that bowl game. But can this team take that extra step? We already know how their defense plays. Okay. They don't yeah. play any defense. They don't. They have a new coach, though. They have a new coach. They have a new coach. They got a new defensive coordinator in Tim DeRoyder, who's actually really well-respected. Yes. You know where he was last year? Oregon. Do we got to put on the Oregon-Ohio State game from last year when Oregon pushed the Buckeyes around in a horseshoe? <laughs> That's their new defensive coordinator. That is. You know what their offense coordinator is? A guy by the name is Zach Kitley. Probably don't know who that is. Well, here's a name you do know. Bailey Zappi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was – Zach Healy was the offense coordinator at Houston Baptist and then oh. went with him to Western Kentucky. And what did those offenses do? They put points on the board. Yep. So – Joey McGuire's there to recruit. I get that. But he's got a good coaching staff around him. Yeah, he's got guys around him who know what they are doing. But is this the year, though? I mean, we can look at the schedule. Murray State to kick it off. Play UH, I mentioned that game. Then you go on the road to play NC State, which is a tough place to win at. Uh, then you go, then the conference play. So, I, like you said, they got great coordinators. They're going to score a lot of points. They're going to play fast, 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 pretty much on the offensive side. So, we're telling you right now, bet the overs on Texas Tech game. That's very, I'm not very even tight. sure it's going to be like that with Texas Tech. Uh. I'm not even sure it's going to be like that because they got a legitimate defensive coordinator and they went in that transfer portal and they pulled a lot of kids out of there. They did. They did. Uh, it ain't going to be the Mike Leach Texas Tech that wins the game 77 to 74. Yeah. That's not, that's not what this is. They're a big boy football team. I'm telling you, they're going to push some of these teams around. So you're very, you sound very high. I am very high Rivers. on Texas Tech. Gotcha. I am very high on Texas Tech. I believe in the direction of the program. I believe in the coaching staff they have. I direction to go on recruiting. I think there's going to be an element of toughness in the Red Raiders that probably hasn't existed there because my dad went to college back in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> so this just sounds personal. You no, it's not. You know, it's, <laughs> the brand of football they're going to be playing, I'm, I have no like feeling positive or negative really towards Texas Tech like generally. Yes. But it's just six and a half. Eight and four. I'm going for Texas Tech. I am strong. Rob, I'm not sure the Longhorns go there and win in week four. It's a tough place to play. I ain't sure the Longhorns go in there and win in week four. Baylor's, Baylor's got to go to Texas Tech. That's a rivalry. They get a freebie win over Kansas. Oklahoma's got to go there at the end of the year. Talk about their team on low. I'm low on Oklahoma this year. I'm not a believer in the Sooners. That I'm might saying. be a little personal. That could, but I, I, I mean, I don't think like OU's the top ten team in preseason this year. I don't think OU, OU ain't gonna start this. It isn't gonna finish the season ranked number nine in the country. Here's the, I, I bet I, I'm willing to bet you, we can figure out what to bet later. Bet it's gonna be something fun. I'm willing to bet you that Oklahoma does not make the Big Twelve title game. Dylan Gabriel at quarterback. And there's, there's no, there's no divisions. No divisions, yeah. There's no, so it's just if they, you know, it's not like Baylor can keep them out or something like that, or Oklahoma yeah. State or whoever. Uh-huh. But Oklahoma does not make the Big Twelve title game. I can agree to that. I think they're okay. gonna, yeah, I can agree to that. Okay. 
So that I, yeah, so Oklahoma's a team I'm not as high I'm not as high on. Okay. But yeah, I like six, for Texas Tech six and a half. I like I like the right. I'm not. I mean, there's some hype around NC State. I'm not sure they go. To, they don't go down to Raleigh in week three and do some things. Over. I just want to put it out there. It, let me put it this way: It would not shock me if Texas Tech started five and zero. Okay. It would not. I'm not saying they're going to. Gotcha. Because at NC State is a tough game. Yeah. Houston's a tough game. Uh-huh. UT's a tough game. And Kansas State, who's a week five game, that's a tough game. So it's not. It's not like they got cake. I'm not saying like it's not like they're playing Murray State five times. I'm gonna go five and zero. Yeah. But I mean, you got tough games there. But I believe it's something I, I'd be willing to put if I could like bet that at like plus. I mean, it'd be if I parlayed their first five games. Would that be like plus two thousand? Probably so. I'd, I'd be willing to, because they're going to be, it's going to be close to a pick against U of H. They're going to be underdogs against NC State. They're going to be underdogs against Texas. Uh, Might be slight favorites against Kansas State. I I, I think I, it would not surprise me if they started five. I'm going to say they start four and one, but it would not surprise me if they started five and zero. I respect that. Uh, so, so let me explain the way I do. Because I think you and I have a different way of doing this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let me explain to the viewers. Or listeners, the way the way I do the win totals thing. So I do it. It's something of a math equation, and it's just it's all done. And I'll like put I'll put it down on paper, like if I'm like really like if I'm going in, if I'm go, for a team I'm going and betting like I'll put it down on paper. Uh-huh. But but it's an aggregate. It's okay. So Texas, we'll take Texas, Texas Tech for example. Played Murray State week one, so that's a hundred. They're going to win that game. Uh-huh. I don't have a question. Same thing. Text with UT playing UL Monroe week one. That's a hundred. Or if you want to put it at ninety nine, like they're they're going to win that. Or and I'm against Sam Houston State. There's not you can't even bet a line on that game. There's not a spread. There's not a money line there. I'd love to go put ten bucks on Sam Houston money line. Yeah. There's not even a money line there because it's just so outrageous. Uh-huh. Okay, so hundred. Then we get to Texas. We go to Houston. I'll say there's a sixty five percent chance they be Houston. Okay, sixty five. And so it's a hundred is one. So things like a batting guy, and then 65 is like .65. And I'll kind of do that down the line. So what? how many games are like really toss-up, losable games? So you go to Texas State. We went through their, their other three games, NC State, Texas, Kansas State. Do I favor them? Do I not favor them? What's the percent chance that they're going to win that game? So I don't go like down the schedule and think, okay, they're going to beat Murray State, win. They're going to beat Houston, win. They're going to, okay, lose to NC State, L, beat Texas, win. Like I don't do it that way. Uh-huh. I do it as like, What's the percent chance I believe they're going to win that game? And I kind of tally it up at the end. How many losable games are there on their schedule? But let's say I let's say I picked Texas to win every game on their schedule, for example. Let's say I had them. I believe Joey McGuire in twelve and zero. That's not what I believe, but let's let's just say I believe that. But I, but I would be like, man, Kansas State's going to be tough, but I think they'll pull that one out. Uh-huh. Oklahoma State's going to be tough, and they're going to pull that one out a couple weeks later. Baylor's going to be tough. I think they pull that one out at TCU. That's not easy. Oh. At Iowa State, it's not easy. Oklahoma, that's not easy. That's going to be a really tough game. But let's say I picked them to win all those games. Even if I felt that way, I wouldn't think I wouldn't say Texas is going to go twelve and zero. I'm going to say if I had them like oh six coin flip games, then I'm going to say they're nine and three. Like if I had six like sure like really high end wins uh-huh. and six like games I consider to be really really close, because then I'll start just kind of splitting the difference there. Yeah, or to say, okay, they're gonna go one, and that's of course like, is that a perfect way of doing things? No, but that's no. how I do it myself. <laughs> yeah, that, that's because you see so many people say like, oh, this 
they're going to, oh, this is going to be tight, but they're going to win this one. This is going to be tight. They're going to win this one. Uh-huh. Well, if so many games are going to be tight, someone yeah, may fumble or a tip pass yeah. may be an interception uh-huh. or a call might not go their way. So many things can change. You think it's going to be a really tight outcome. So you got to split the difference at some point, especially when you're dealing with college kids. I think you do. A, I think you do it a little more straight up, where it's like, okay, I think you're gonna win here, lose there, win here, lose there. And I think there, you know, there's some merit to that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we do on a weekly basis as well. Yeah. But when I do like the whole like to- total view of the season, that's how I do it, at least in my own head. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, Maybe something I could put on a Twitter page where I like demonstrate it, where we like we go through it with one of these teams, yeah. and I can like put it on paper and give it a better visual to the viewer or to the yeah, listener. Um, so we're going to wrap up the win total talk, uh, for Texas teams. Uh, I, I'm going to just go real swift. We're not going to waste too much time on Rice. Um, three and a half. Just fade them every chance you under. get. Yeah, very under. Uh, no talent whatsoever. Luke McCaffrey, brother of Christian McCaffrey. Is Luke McCaffrey their quarterback now? He's playing wide receiver now. Oh, he's, oh, yeah. Follow your dad footsteps, young man. Follow your daddy. Um, well, Christian is making a good amount of money now. So, no, I mean Ed McCaffrey. Ed McCaffrey. Ed, no, Ed McCaffrey was. A, Ed, I'm saying Christian makes good money now, so I think. And Luke's gonna get a degree from Rice. I mean, no, I mean yeah, you can't can't knock a degree from Rice. You can't knock a degree. From Rice. Uh, so yeah, fade that team. Texas State fade that team. Just an under a four and a half. Just an underachieving team. Um, year by year, but good, great. I ain't gonna lie. Their offense has picked up a lot. Especially last year, they were a great over team to bet uh, because they they could score surprisingly. They they found ways to score on the football field. Um, UTSA seven and a half is just tough for me because great year last year, but to kick off the season, you got UH, you got Alabama, you got you got all these schools. What school do they play? No, they got no, they don't play. That's the wrong team. Play Alabama. But they got Army. Army just uh, that. That triple option, they ain't got. They don't have nothing for that. Then, then they play UT. UT is gonna be live for that game. UT San Antonio, Austin San Antonio. It's directly a highway away from each other. Uh, then my school Texas Southern. But anyway, um, I think. But for UTSA, it's tough. They, I mean, they they have to play UTEP on the schedule. Houston's on the schedule. Like at Army, at UT, at Middle Tennessee State, yeah. at FIU. Home games against Western Kentucky and North Texas, Louisiana Tech. I mean, it's not. What's the over under set at for UTSA? Seven and a half. I see them winning like maybe a solid seven. I'll say I'll say bowl eligible, but under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowl eligible again, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay under. And I, I mean, SMU is a good team. They always they're always a great team. Seven solid wins. You know, I, I like over for SMU. I like over for SMU. I also like over for Utah at five and a half. I'm big on Utah. A lot of I, I joked today uh, with 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 my guys. They're like, "Oh, we're taking Charlotte, huh?" I said, "Hey, don't forget about Utah. We're not worried about no stinkheads. Utah. Oh, like that's Utah. The Utah Miners. Five and a half, man. Uh, like another surprising team last year that only won like four games in three years or something like that. They, they were awful." But you got a new quarterback coming. I mean, you got a same quarterback arriving. You got uh, Gavin Hardison. He's winning number two this year. I was in Twitter spaces last night, and the reporter was, like, very hyped on his UTEP team. Uh, he's excited about the first game of the season against North Texas. It's a sellout. 
UTEP hasn't has a, had a sellout at home since 2008 against the Colt McCoy Texas Longhorns. It's a long time. That's a long time. But uh, I can't believe Texas went out there for that. That's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> but uh, I mean, uh, New Mexico State is on the on the schedule. I think they could beat North Texas. Uh, New Mexico, that's another win. Boise State, Ooh, that's that's a tough one. Uh, but I think they can fare well. Like, they surprised a lot of people last year with these victories. And uh, staying in the game, they played Rice. I think they could beat Rice here down, right here on uh, South Main. Rob, I got a couple of high school teams out here that I think could give Rice a game. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think UTEP will be okay. Five and a half. I think, yeah, they'll. I, I like the over on that as well. And uh, that about covers. All our Texas takeover total wins for the season for college football. Uh, let's give out our picks, man. Let's give out our picks. Uh, week zero, Gabe called it chips and salsa. It's the okay. chips and salsa to the entree that is week one. That is very true. Uh, it's been some or, or, or is this the margarita? And then Thursday night, next Thursday, is the chips and salsa when you get Penn State and Purdue and – the backyard brawl pit in West Virginia, and then Saturday's the entree. Are we doing is it chips and chips and salsa Saturday, or the chips and salsa on Thursday? That's the, we're we're gonna say chips and salsa. We're gonna stick with it. I yeah, because remember. when you sit down, you ask for chips and salsa. Well, they bring it to you. When you sit down, they, they yeah, a good Mexican restaurant just brings it to you. You're right. <laughs> a good Mexican restaurant just brings it to you. <laughs> I, have, I have stand Rob, I lived ten minutes away from Mexico for nine years. Uh-huh. I have sta- I have high standards when it comes to Mexican food. I bet you do. I'm I'm not even gonna joke about that. I bet you do. Gosh. I I, I, I most certainly I, I have I have very high standards. I joke about a lot of things, not the quality of my Mexican food. <laughs> you got you you gotta draw the line somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, let's get two rules for food. I mean high standards for Mexican food. Also, I don't order seafood unless I can see water. Mm. That sounds good. I might order and that's that. A little, that's a little tongue in cheek. Like, I'm in Houston, I order seafood because Houston does some really good seafood. But like, I'm in New Mexico right now, I can order seafood in New Mexico. Where's the close body? Close body of water to Pacific Ocean. It's two states away. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Just, all right, so um, I, I threw Rob off his game. I'll let Rob get back into it. My play of the week, I'm actually not going Texas here, but there's so few. It'll be more Texas-based, my picks, but so few games. Hawaii at home, plus 9.5 against Vanderbilt. Talk about for the show, Rob. What talent does Vanderbilt have? I get man-for-man are probably a little bit more talented than Hawaii because they play in the SEC. Whatever. Okay, Vanderbilt is awful. Hawaii, new first-year head coach, like the direction their pro- program is going. They had kind of a max exodus. Dipped into the transfer portal. They bring a top receiver from last year. They bring in a kid from BYU. Brought in a new quarterback. I think Hawaii week one. Season long, not sure how good Hawaii is going to be. Week one, they're to play with their hair on fire. Vanderbilt got to get on a plane, go all the way out there. All the, all the way. The body clock's going to be all messed up. Jet lag, all that stuff. Hawaii plus nine and a half. I like them. To, I love them to cover. I like them to win. I agree with you. Um, I think Hawaii 
Week zero, I think they are eight and one against the spread. If according to my, yeah, I mean, think, think about how hard it is. Yeah, they are eight, they are eight and one against the spread the, the, in their home. Oh. I don't know if it's week zero, but it's their home mm-hmm. opener. Last nine years are eight and one against the spread in their home opener. Yeah. Think about first road trip. Cause that's gonna be your first road trip of the year. Go all the way yeah. out there. First time getting on a plane this since you know last November. Going all the way out to freaking Hawaii? I'd love to go out to Hawaii right now. I want to go out there play a football game. I want to go out there, have a Mai Tai in my hands, and just look, go to the beach or some mountains. Um, don't want to play a football game. That's a tough road trip for week one. And Vanderbilt's not a real talented team to begin with. And, and again, Hawaii, that first game, it's all any home, any smaller team, that first game is going to be the best crowd you get. So, uh-huh. like Hawaii, plus nine and a half. Love them to cover. Like them to I can agree with you. So, for my only play, uh, it will be a Texas-based team. It will be a Texas battle between North Texas and uh, well, excuse me, Denton and El Paso. But it will be Utah plus one and a half. I love this play. Like I said, the quarterback Gavin Hardison's coming back. Got some great wideouts. Got a great running back. Utah is feeling confident of the season they had last year. Made it to the bowl game. Made it to a bowl game. Heaven knows how long they made it to a bowl game. Playing against North Texas, a North Texas team, a good defense. But like I said, I was in the Twitter spaces last night uh, with the Lone Star uh, College Football Recap guys, and they were like, well, North Texas had a spring game, and they played all three quarterbacks, and they all looked awful. So how will you compete with a team like this, like a UTEP who's ready to play, who's focused, a home crowd sellout, in 14 years. And, 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 you, and a Sun Bowl in a small stadium, they hold like 50, 50 to 60,000 in there. This ain't some 20,000 person sellout. Yeah, I mean, this is, a, this is a big boy. I mean, it's a big boy stadium. It is. Most certainly is. So they're ready to play. They really give it all they got. So uh, give me Utah, man. Plus one and a half. This started off as a pick a couple of days ago. Two, three days ago. Then the money just started piling in. So, oh, we're going North Texas. We're going Denton. I love North Texas. Three years ago, they made me a lot of money. But uh, after Mason Fine has graduated, they haven't found the spot at quarterback to fulfill that position. Their defense is nice. They have the brothers, the, the linebacker brothers, the duo. But other than that, there's nothing there to give for North Texas. But I love you to give me the minors plus one and a half. I'm with you. I, that's actually one I love. Um, that's that's one I love. I'm with you on UTEP there as well. And especially in week one, I'm a big believer in program momentum, the direction program's going. Especially North Texas kind of lose, you know, dang, got that quarterback position solved. UTEP, the momentum of last year, home sellout, going to be playing with their hair on fire. And that's what I think for UTEP. You talk about that over-under win total being at five and a half. I think for the over, which we both, I think, like the over, uh-huh. that's a must-win. Yeah. And I think it's a must-win for them to hit the over. I think for North Texas – they're going to hit their over, which is seven and a half. They got to win this one as well. I like UTEP here, though. I, I like UTEP. I like UTEP in week one at home. Raucous crowd. Build off the momentum of last year. I like I like the Miners to fi- you know figure out a way to win that game out in El Paso. Also, us Texas folks know that's a long trip out to El Paso. Yeah. That ain't sure. a, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's an in-state game. Uh, sort of. <laughs> El Paso is closer to me than it is to you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can get to El Paso in half the time, and ha- legitimately half the time to Rob Camp. 
Yeah, it took me a whole day to get there. And Rob's in the same state as El Paso, and I'm not. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how how big Texas is. But uh, we're kicking out week zero, uh, chips and salsa. One play, we're going to give, you know, gave our win totals. But once again, follow us on Twitter at The Gambling Shack. You follow Gambling Shack, just Gambling Shack. And and individually, uh, G underscore Myers for Gabe Myers, 33. Got the 33. Uh, then you got me, Robo Harris Jr. on Twitter, but uh, that is the gambling shake. We're gonna come with more guests, uh, talk about these Texas teams, and we might get a national guy for Texans. You know, talk a little Texans. You know, if I'm if I'm missing out, I'm not keeping my ear to the streets on practice. We will. Hey, you, got, you got some. Hey, you got some insiders there with the Texans, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna yeah. have fun with them. Yes, some insiders. I'm excited for this year. I'm excited. I'm very excited for the early season of college football. I do think. The end of the year will be a little anticlimactic because I think Bama's just so much better than everybody else this year. I know Georgia's defending champs. And, oh, Ohio State's got CJ Stroud back. I'm not that big a believer in CJ Stroud. Um, as an NFL prospect, he'll have great college numbers, not as an NFL prospect, though. Um, but I think Bama with, I mean, Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, Bryce Young, running backs they got. The, the, the kid from uh, Gibbs from Georgia Tech came in, started to play running back for them. He's awesome. I think Bama's just going to be too much for everybody. But I think some of these early season matchups, A&M against Miami, you know, Texas, we can learn a little bit about them when they play Alabama. Georgia, Oregon in week one. You know, smaller schools, UTEP and, uh, UTEP and North Texas, Texas Tech and Houston. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, there's some things we can learn early season. I think the early season's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be, if you don't only care about national championship, it's going to be a really fun year of college football. But if you're a, oh, we got to let everyone in the playoff guy because playoffs all that matters, don't tune in this year, then, because I don't even want to talk to you. <laughs> and I, think we're, I think it's gonna be. A, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun this year, though. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a ton of fun. It's gonna be a ton, ton, a ton of fun. But so, uh, we're gonna come back next week. Give y'all that week one. We're gonna have a margarita with those sauce and chips, and I'll give you some more picks, and you know, keep our focus on Texas. Keep did I name the Texas. episode by accident with that? With that chips and salsa comment. We'll, we'll take it. I'll, I'll put that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that is the camera check. We'll holler, man. <laughs>